Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they wanna borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Hey Dave, I don't hear any yes. theme songs or any any kind of like cartoons in the background. Are you done with Disney? Wait, what is that? Oh, it's Alabama. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think we need to go back to watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I don't know that Alabama no. basketball is worth it, man. We we get to watch round football right now. No. Mm. What? Well, well, I mean, come on. Are you a fog? Oh no 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 no! I'm not. Are a you fog a football only Gump? No, I'm not at all. I actually am looking forward to Disney Plus helping me figure out this bundle thing and how to actually get it. So that I can watch what you're watching right now and hear Eli Gold. I'm actually looking forward to that. The problem is, is we lost a pen in Rhode Island, so I'm just really not enthusiastic about it. Uh, well, by the way, did 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 you hear the sideline warning music? No, but it it should be there this somewhere. Maybe like just like in the background, like jung jung jung, right? Yeah. But let me say this: that was after the whole bundle thing. Yeah. Was literally, I was I was texting with you today. That was after. Luckily, they have chat, so I can have it in the background while I'm doing real work. Four and a half hours. So tell the four story. and a half hours. First off, Dave Adams, you, the Golden Voice of the South, name number the one, the Human Jukebox, name number two, all the way from the top of the state, That's Madison, weird. Alabama. Yep. Phenomenal brother. That's me. Adam Only Joseph name. Russell. <laughs> oh, going with all three today. All three names. Nice. Yeah. From the middle of the state of Florida, <laughs> House of Mouse, St. Cloud. Florida de Central. Yeah, From the so, middle of the so wing. I the signed middle up of America's for, wing. <laughs> I signed up for a Disney Plus account. That's enough out of you. I signed up for a Disney Plus account and did not get the bundle right off the bat. Wish I had, though, because I am not able to upgrade. What I've ended up having to do, as I found out after waiting four and a half hours for a chat agent today, was cancel during the free trial, let it expire, and then re-sign up to get it. So the good news is is I have a clear path forward. The bad news is, is that I expected to have it resolved, and it's not resolved. But clear path forward. Soon I'll have basketball. I'll actually have it on every now and then. No, I'm not a fog. But I'm just not excited about basketball. Why not? It's round hey. football. We got the Holland Holland Oats. Oh, no, we don't. No, he's a rich. We got girl, the Holland Oats. Holland anyway. I mean, can you imagine though? Put yourself in 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 what's his name? Say I am a fog. 
put yourself in Oates' shoes, right? Nate Oates. Nate Oates. You're coming out. First game at Coleman. We're going to do this thing. And you lose to Penn. Well, Penn's a good team. Dave. Dave. We gotta How would the- Penn fare in the SEC West? We have to watch the Avery stink off. And how this would shows- Penn fare in Hold the on. SEC West? This shows how much of a fog you are. You got in trouble for this last year on sideline warning, as I did. There is no SEC East and West in basketball. Okay, how how would how would they fare against normal SEC slate then? They'd be middle that? of the road. They'd, middle they'd of the be road. So we we're are. worse than middle of the road. Yeah, we are. Because we have the Avery Sting yeah. still. And, and you guys got in trouble for this on Sideline Warning when it was, oh my gosh, we heard somebody who's going to do the thing and we're going to have the thing. We don't have the thing. We're, we're not scoring. going to have the thing. There's six minutes left in the game and we've got 60 points on the board right now. Oh my gosh, that that strategy works so well against LSU in football. We scored 46 on the number one team or however many on the number one team in the country. Too bad we let them score more. Last time no. I checked, points per game is not the statistic they look at to determine whether or not you make the NCAA tournament. But that just may it's be not. me and my lack of understanding of basketball and structure conferences. I mean, you know. Yeah. Maybe they hey, do look at points per game and they're like, hey, they stunk. They were 1-107. in 107, But you know what? Doggone it, they did great on offense. Doggone it, people <laughs> like me. <laughs> so Are welcome we to the sports show, guys. No, no, no. We're not going to do sports. So let's... <laughs> well, we on. are. I mean... We will talk sports later, but let's let's do some non-sports first for non-sports Sherry. Non-sports first. Well, Sherry asked us to not do sports, and, and she told me I can sing. So how about Sherry. we just do 30 minutes of me singing? Well, I tell you what. By all means, text me and I'll come back. No. When you've wrapped up your set, I'll come back for the encore. No. No? No. No, because the whole 30 minutes will be the encore. <laughs> I won't do that to you. <laughs> You're I like do Donnie wanna, and Marie wrapped up into one person. Just I know, there. right? I do want to to go back to Disney Plus again. And, and you last night made fun of me because I hadn't watched the new Jeff Goldblum ice cream episode. Mm-hmm. I, watched I didn't it. make fun of you. Well, no, you made fun of me because I want to watch musicals instead of it. Yes, that is why I made fun of you. You're right. I'm a musical geek. Not just musicals, that. high school musicals. Which is bordering on musical, made for TV musicals. The first one hey. is the first one is in sync to a T. So it's right up. Well, look at when it was made, right? I mean, look when it was. It was two thousand seven. It was that's, after. That's NSYNC. at the edge of like that, though. It's closer to. Have you it than have you now. seen High School Musical? I have seen High School Musical. Okay, because I figure it's something you would like too, because it's in sync. I don't mind it's High School Musical. I just. Would not choose to watch that over shows about science and things like that because I, this thing happened since 2007 where I became an adult. Kind of weird how life worked that way, but I mean, hey, to each their own. That's it, folks. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> Bro, well, I can't. Not I can do a lot. I can do a lot in post prod, but I can't create a whole show out of it. No, because so please stay. Come on, man. That's, come on. <laughs> There are shows that you watch that people would probably cons- consider, eh, you're a little old for that. Or are there not? I don't think there is. I think there's probably shows. I think the way you could categorize it is there are shows that I watch where people think, wow, really? You watch that? Which like, would be? Um, I watched the first episode of the Yellowstone documentary on there where they follow around some wolves and things like See, that. See... I watched That's the not entire a Apollo show. 
Now that's yeah, that's but, awesome. but would you sit down and do that? But would you watch the Yellowstone show? No. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not that the I'm too old for it. It actually would probably more like people be like, aren't you a little young to be watching that kind of stuff right now? Well, you know, that's probably what it would be more like. So Apollo is, is interesting. I get that. Yeah, it wasn't great, though. I mean, it was good. Really? I like that it actually went through all of the missions to the moon, because I think a lot of people forget that it wasn't just Apollo 11, that we went back several more yeah, times. Yeah, 11, we Because if, if all we were going to do was try to beat the Russians and we were just faking everybody yeah, out, we'd have stopped at one. You know? Like, they well, stopped we at stopped, Sputnik. We didn't stop at one. No. We, we, we hit 11. One never made it off the ground. Well, you know what I mean. Stop at one trip completely to the moon is what I meant, and then they. Well, if we weren't, if we were, if we're trying to just beat the Russians, we would start back at one. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, but um, there you go, Sherry. I, Thank you. I I'm will blame say you this. for that. I will say this. Um, where Disney is lacking, and I found where Disney is lacking today. I've never heard you say anything remotely close to that, so I am extremely interested to hear what you have to say next. Cool Runnings isn't on Disney Plus yet. <laughs> you want to kiss the Eggman? <laughs> I want to kiss the Eggman. <laughs> yeah. Also, I found out the the lady that I work with that that we're, we made watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If you probably saw her tagging me and her whole diatribe, I did. She was she was born in ninety one. Shows you how, how young she is, right? She has never heard of John Candy or the movie Cool Runnings. Wow. Which means she also hasn't heard of Uncle Buck. Right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. When, when I told her, she's like, who's John Candy? I said, sorry, folks, we're closed. Moves out front should have told you. She's like, what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. She's never seen Vacation. Has she seen Christmas Vacation? No. What? Now, oh, come on now. You, you, you're, you're pulling my leg. No. I asked She's 27 her. years old. Yes. 28 years old. I was already married. She, at, right? no, you, you should be well into like knowing about life by then. Up come until on. last week, she had never seen any of the, star, the first six Star Wars movies. Wow. Well, this should tell you about her taste in movies. She says episode one was the best of the first six. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? That that movie exists to please certain people. <clears throat> Who? <laughs> you know, people. That people. Like, <laughs> people that like sand, I guess. No, that's episode two. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you like sand and you like... Uh, <laughs> Not understanding what anybody is saying. You know, that's that's <laughs> usually your kind of movie, right? I will say it does have one of the best lightsaber duels in any of the movies. Mm. Come yeah. on. It's a better lightsaber duel than anything in the new one. The new ones. So far. I'll agree with that. So far. We'll see what the big hullabaloo is about on the broken up pieces of Star Destroyer in the middle of some kind of ocean. Let's see. Exactly a month from t- right now. Yep. I will be sitting in a uh, theater. A theater. theater. A theater. Here in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm. Probably with a uh, a pee bag because I'm not moving. Ugh. And uh, I, I'll piss in the seat if I have to. Yeah. I will not leave for that Just two and a half hours. Just go before it starts and then you can skip Dude, all of it. I have to get the 64-ounce Coke. Why? 
so I can stay awake. Just take a nap. I work. Take the day off. Not a bad idea. Actually, <laughs> let me see. Hold up. Is the 20th a flex? Uh-oh. But it's a I'm Thursday, just... right? Oh, Dang it. The you 20th is a not week. a flex Friday. You're going to have to use a vacation day. If it were a flex Friday, if it I'd were, go see it again. If it, if it were, were, I'd take the day off and go to the theater. Yes, I If it were, but it's not. Tis not. Tis not. Tis hey, not. by the way, mm. you can't see this in podcast land, but that's our new fireplace. Oh, wow. They made a lot of progress. Yeah, they have, haven't they? So, so they're redoing the whole main floor? The Well, the living space on the main the floor. Living, the living space. The the uh, the bedrooms, yeah. The bedrooms are uh, are nowhere, but the new laundry room. Nice. It doesn't look like much right now, but well, it's there. really pixelated. That looked more like a a den to me. Without yeah, that's space. the new kitchen. Okay, cool. That ship lap, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, how ironic! Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Yeah. Mm. It's like rain. Uh, um, so that shiplap on the uh, fireplace. Hey, Porter's texting me. Uh oh. Tell him we're recording. I will. Leave us alone. <laughs> we're busy. We're busy creating content we're for creating the masses. Stuff. So, so is there anything you've come across? Because I sent you a text. I think you were very disappointed at. Just to say one more thing on Disney Plus. I find Chippendale Rescue Rangers. To be unwatchable in my old age, and you seemed greatly disappointed by that statement. I tried to introduce my kids to it, and it, it didn't hold any of us very, very well. Really? No. Well, because I think the the first one, I I, I, I sold it to them, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna watch this. It's Chip and Dale. They're like detectives, and the first one's not really like solving a crime. It's like, oh my gosh, I fell down a hole and ended up on a trash barge, and there are pirates now. And it's like, it's not really you're a detective. It's happenstance and circumstance led me to this weird zany thing, you know. And I, I just, I don't know. So maybe we should try like the that. second one. Yes, you should because they do solve detectives, and you don't know much about gadget or. Um, yeah, they just throw you into it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and I'll tell you the same thing. I watched Tron for the first time in ages. Mm. The original one. It I'm doesn't a, hold up. I'm a huge fan of Tron Legacy. Can I say the middle, like, hour and 15 minutes of it? Boring. Is, no, the middle hour and 15 minutes is fantastic. But the way they introduce the story is absolutely hot garbage. Yeah, it doesn't Like, it's hold little up. quick cuts and everything, and then you've got this really cool story, and then... Right at the end, it like just ends. Like he steps off the helicopter and gives them a hug, and they're like, "Hey guys!" Uh, and then it ends, and it feels yeah. like a like a gum commercial. They should all jump in the air, you know, and freeze. And it just I don't know, but I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, especially the middle portion. But I'm I a haven't huge watched Tron Legacy fan. I haven't watched Tron in years. Um, I don't know if I remember that much about the actual Tron. No. I remember Legacy. I've seen it three or four times. Yeah, I like that um, one a lot. I've watched Tron. I guess it was twenty years ago. Yeah, if and it, if, even even twenty years ago, it didn't it didn't age well. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you have to put yourself in the frame of reference of what they were attempting to do with what they had available at the time. Right, nineteen. And if you think about it, like nineteen eighty two, I mean, it was really really cool the effects they were able to pull off, 
and most of the story holds that up pretty well but um the 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 bookends of the beginning and right at the end just don't really do it justice like it just throws you into it and then it just is over but um but yeah i i thought it was it was pretty good and i appreciate tron legacy a, a lot more yeah but um but i can't wait for a third one and i can't wait for the attraction at magic kingdom 2021 the tron fecta will be complete with the roller coaster i i will i have already decided and my family has, uh, this is a shocker to you i'm sure but i have already decided that October of 2021, I will be at Magic Kingdom. Nice. You should be. Why Why is that important, Adam? Because the Tron roller coaster opens. Well, that's the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. Well, October. that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that whole year will be the, that whole year will be the 50th. So. Well, I know, but I want to be time. there for the Diamond. Oh, actually, no. No, Diamond is not be diamond. 60th. The, yeah, what's well, 50? the 50th was golden at, um, at Disneyland. I guess the 50th, 50th would be the world is going to be kind of like that iridescent kind of theme are they gonna do are they gonna make the castle rose gold no i don't think they're gonna do rose gold or one of the millennial color palette but the the official color quote-unquote color i think is like an iridescent kind of thing please don't make the the birthday cake again if you have any say in anything (laughs) i I really don't have say to paint colors on the castle but if anybody ever asks my opinion i'll make it very well known if you make the birthday cake again if if wdi brings back the birthday there's no way there's no way. Because if you look at how they did the castle in California for the 60th, it looked really good. Oh, it was beautiful. really cool. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think they've learned their lesson with the birthday cake. But um, we need, yeah. we want simple. We want yeah. beautiful. We want sparkly. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever got a chance to mention this because I don't think at the time we were podcasting together. And I don't think that we ever talked it on Sideline Warning. But I was at Disneyland for the actual 60th. Were you on a business trip? And um, the day of the 60th, um, we handed out cupcakes backstage to cast members as they were checking in for their shift. And we tried to wrap up in time, but I missed watching Richard Sherman sing Feed the Birds in front of the castle, one of the Sherman brothers, because we were handing out cupcakes. (laughs) So I loved being part of it for the cast, and I loved doing something nice for the people who were working that day. But we missed seeing one of the Sherman brothers, and it, it absolutely floored me but the coolest thing about that trip was walking through the magic kingdom or or disneyland the night kingdom they call it magic their their magic kingdom the night before the 60th and thinking that 60 years ago tonight still doing work walt was walking through here just nervous as all get out about what exactly were people going to think about all this yeah and it was just it was neat to be there for that but and if if you are into the history like adam and i are Oh, you yeah. have to check out that Imagineer show. Oh, you have to. The Imagineering story on Disney Plus is probably, I think, the best thing on there. Uh, the Mandalorian is second, very, very close second. But I think the thing about the Imagineering story is it's all true. Right. And the the little facts that you pick up and the way you see people react to... I mean, there wasn't anybody who was involved with Walt that doesn't just get emotional talking about it. And there's something behind that. There's something special about it. Yeah, you don't see that is. that often, so... Yeah, well, man. it's I, I, I I'm not ready for this segue yet, but I, this is <laughs> this is not the segue I wanted because I have something else to talk about after this. Okay, but it, it's the same way of when you talk Alabama football, mm-hmm. people talk about Bear Bryant. Yeah, stories about the bear. Yeah, stories about the bear. It's almost larger than life, but then you talk to people who actually knew Bear or knew Walt. Yeah, they're. True. They, that's just how the men were. 
it's it's amazing to me how this conglomerate of Disney mm-hmm. was started by one man. I, I know we we you know the the oh it all started with a mouse. <laughs> no, it actually started with a rabbit. But technically, I, yes, technically it started with Oswald. Yep. But it's amazing to me how the genius yeah of Walt Disney. Well, even to this day, you know, well, it, it just transcends. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. It's I would I would put the theme park and the invention that that the Disney company had of the theme park itself up there with like going to the moon and space travel, like not space travel, but um, the iPhone going to the moon yeah. and the iPhone things that have become a mainstay and changed the way that Americans live their lives, spend their time the inventions that have come out of it and the leisure time changes and all that kind of stuff because you don't, I mean, the thing that I mentioned this last week, but I want to say it again, the thing that blew me away about that is it never clicked with me. As many biographies as I've read and even when you take traditions at, at Disney and all that kind of stuff, it never clicked with me that until they built Disneyland, they were still just a movie studio. They had never branched out from what he originally went to California to do. And to step out and take a risk like that, and not just take a risk and change your business model, because you see that all the time, but to make something that nobody even knew they wanted. Right. Like the iPhone, right? It's like something nobody even knew they wanted, and it so drastically shifted the consciousness of a country and became something that is almost like a rite of passage, right? That That's the thing that's amazing about it to me, because today you see the iPhone 11 Max, which you just showed me some pictures on with 85 cameras and a really big screen and all of that. But at its core, it's really no different than what Steve Jobs made all those years ago at its core. They're just really basically slapping new features onto the same product. And it's like that with a theme park. The formula of a theme park works so well that even when we built Shanghai, it's the same basic idea. And it's very rare that you see like the car, right? Cars today, cars then aren't that different. It's just they're more efficient. They're more modern. Things that you have the base idea stay the same for 50, 60, 70 years after the original one's done. You don't see that kind of stuff get created that often. So Right. And and to watch how it happened. And I think the thing for me, too, is especially in this day and age where people are very focused on equality, where people are very focused on the ability for everybody from different backgrounds and things like that to have a voice. Looking at Mary Blair and Harriet Burns and all of those women that had a very huge part in the story, yeah. even back then was rare, you know, and to, to see all of the people that had this, the, their fingerprints on this, I, I think that's the coolest thing. And I think that's one of the reasons I like to go to Disneyland because Disney World's always been my favorite. But when you go to Disneyland and you go see great moments with Mr. Lincoln or you go to ride the Haunted Mansion, they recorded that there. Right. When they recorded that soundtrack for Haunted Mansion or Moments with Mr. Lincoln or Pirates of the Caribbean, the Disneyland versions of them, the original ones, they had no idea if anybody was even going to ride the thing. By the time they yeah. built Disney World, they knew it was going to be pretty popular. Yeah. But when you, you think you put yourself in the mindset of somebody making something brand new like that, and it just changes your appreciation for it. You know? It really does. And, and watching that first episode, seeing that, Walt did four attractions just for a World's Fair. Oh, yeah. And then brought all those attractions over to Disneyland. Just yeah. happened. Oh, let's let's put this right here. Yeah. I And so this shows you how much I actually learned. I knew who Mary Blair was because mm-hmm. of the, the painting in uh, 
and the contemporary, the, contemporary, the, the five-legged yeah. goat and all that. I didn't realize that the entire set of Small World was all Mary Blair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So one of the quotes I love in that is Mary Blair asked Walt, said, uh, Walt, all right, what's my, my budget? He said, just make it. That's not yeah. my part. That, we'll, we'll make Roy take that, take care of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The other thing that I found interesting watching the second episode of that, where they talked about the uh, the Haunted Mansion and everything, Kim, uh, what's her name? What's her last oh, Kim name? Kim Irvine. Kim Irvine. Mm-hmm. Her mom is... Yeah. Madam Leota. Madam Leota. It's <laughs> Can because you imagine? her name is Leota Irvine. <laughs> yeah. And and what's funny is she the, the quote from Kim Irvine was, you know, I ride I ride the ride with my kids, and when we get to the Madam Leota, we say, Hey, there's there's grandma. Can you imagine? And, and all these crazy people are like what the crap is this lady talking about? <laughs> but can you imagine? And and she made this point. And you know how close I I was to my grandfather. Oh yeah. And when Papa died, I was a, a wreck. And I, I mean, twenty one years twenty years ago, it happened. I'm still a wreck every now and then. I think about it. Yeah. But can you imagine? Right after she died, you know, Leota died. Kim had to go ride that ride, and because that was one of her rides that she was in charge of. And every time she gets in there, weeks after her mother died, she had to hear, come back soon. I mean, oh, yeah. how freaky would that be? I know, right? <laughs> Especially in and that that's attraction. Her face. It's not like she's the redhead in the Pirates of the Caribbean. She's right. the floating seance head in Haunted Mansion. And then the little that's uh, her face. miniature lady at the end. Yeah. 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 Uh, it just blows my mind yeah. how genius all that is absolutely well and that's one of the cool things about it too is even when they redid the haunted mansion um here at world they redid that seance circle a little bit and they updated some of the effects but they kept the original video they kept the original audio that's yeah all of those things are just as important from a foundational perspective as they are today yeah you know they they, they keep it and they maintain it that way and it's the same smoke and mirrors effects yeah that it was in 1964 yeah Yep. So I gotta take. Shows- I like the second episode because I got my fix on Epcot too. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Ep- I love Epcot, but Epcot has become kind of secondhand. Twenty twenty one, it'll be back to what Walt wanted it to be. Yeah. But actually, no, it'll be a little bit less than what Walt wanted it to be. But I think it'll be more up to Disney speed. It'll be more relevant out of what people expect out of it today. Right. Because yeah. Walt, I mean, it'll never, never be. It was supposed to always be a permanent World's Fair. It was supposed to be a city, right. and then Marty Sklar and the gang, you know, decided to make it more like a permanent World's Fair. And you know, I, I dig it, but I think the more IP comes in there, I think the thing that I like about it though is they're bringing in like Moana, and instead of just hey, come ride this dark ride that's the story of Moana, it's Moana and it teaches you something about like water. Which is truly what Epcot was always intended to be, you know, is, is even if you do have IB, IP in there, you're going to teach somebody something. And I think right. as long as they stay true to that for the most part. I, I agree with Josh. I think Josh from the WDW couple said it, though. That whole pavilion building that they're planning on doing right in the middle of the park, I will be interested to see if that actually makes it or not. I don't think it will. We'll see. Uh, it will be awesome if it does because it looks like a fantastic space. I want my fountain. But um, you want your fountain. I want my fountain. I don't want the pavilion. I want the international fountain. Well, I'm mad. You're mad. 
I, I am I too. I'm mad too. Well, I know why you're mad. Mm-hmm. And I, we've been talking for 30 minutes for Disney Plus, so I guess you can <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, lead us into it, Dave. No, it, no. We, this we, is, so we've made it 27 minutes. This Dave's is only I, sung once. I consider that a success, given that we had carte blanche for Dave to sing as much as he wanted from Sherry. Yeah. Well, but so. my wife says she won't listen if if uh, if I'm singing and, and, and we're fly, we're flying tomorrow, so I'm going to put this on her phone. And are you leaving to us on a jet plane? <laughs> Don't know when. <laughs> See, I'm that's back all it takes. Day. I love it. Just two words, and you just went with it. <laughs> and and I'm proud of us too because we've talked Disney Plus twice, three times and, really. If you talk about well, our three live because we had our live, yeah, and we still have respected our UK listeners and not given away any spoilers about anything. I'm proud of hurting us. me. It is <laughs> subtle that was. So, um, so Hold yeah, my beer. You will. I think uh, I, I'm when you talk about passionate or passion about um, Disney parks. I, I'm amazed at the equal level of passion people have shown about the entire topic of um, college football with Tua. Talk about our passion, boy Tua. Will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Injured your hip, you did. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I assume at this point, I'm not going to go into any great level of detail, but I assume at this point all of our listeners are relatively aware that we're both Alabama fans. <gasps> and we lost to LSU and then turned around, beat Mississippi State, but lost to a this past weekend in the process with a hip injury that sounds like he's going to be sidelined until at least the spring. He may resume they a little say, bit of throwing around the spring. Yeah, They say spring he can throw, April yeah. he can throw. Yeah. Um, he won't be back for the combines because that's his uh, plant foot, right? If he's a I left-handed can't. QB, that's his plant foot. No, um, yeah. I think it was his left hip. I thought it was his right hip. I don't know. Either okay. way, either way, it sounds like he'll be back. I think the thing that, um, as sad as that is, and as bad as that is for Alabama season, and blah 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 blah, it sparks a. a, a I would say years old topic between you and me in my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> of college football players in general. And I came across um, a good example of that with one of the pages that I follow on Facebook, one of the Alabama fan pages where there's a question out there of, was that the herd of turtles? Yes, it was. Okay. Just checking. Um, it, it, there's a question out there of, is Nick Saban to blame? Should we be mad at Nick Saban? I see a lot of people saying he should be fired, blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. And I even no. saw, I even saw somebody say, I believe in my text message chain, it was time for Nick Saban to step down after that happened on Saturday. That was not me. That was you. No, I'll I take never a said it was time of it. I never said it was I'll time take, for him oh, to step down. Oh, hang on. Let me search. Oh, I said this it was time for some soul searching. This is going to be fun. Let's see. Step down. I'm searching. And I have from Saturday at 1.48 p.m. I'm going to say it. It's time for Saban to step down. Okay. I said that out of anger. I said that out of anger. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand. But I think a lot of people are reacting from that right now, either complete defense of him or really lambasting him. And and that's a natural reaction to have as a sports fan when your dude goes down. I think where it comes from from all of us is that the guy's just a kid, and it hurts. And everybody's processing that a little bit different of how they feel about this, right? 
But right. what that Alabama fan page said is that if you think that Saban deserves any of the blame, if you're going to say that he did anything wrong, get off our page, just leave the group altogether. You don't belong here. And it's insane because one of the things that we talk about a lot, and we talked it on Sideline Warning with around how should college players be paid and that kind of thing, is I think if you look at the way that, that Tua walked off the field after the LSU game, he could barely move. You right. should not in your 20s be walking like that. It should be you and me after we sit here and record our podcast and we get up, what's the first thing you do? Oh, you know, like that. That's how yeah, we should walk when we yourself. get up. Well, you know, you're eight feet tall, so, you know. I'm only 6'5". <laughs> so... So, you know, that that guys like us should be making those kind of noises and walking that way, not Tua. And I think that, for me, my opinion is he should not have been in the Mississippi State game at all because, A, we didn't need him to beat Mississippi State. Right. And, B, it does him really no good because you could take him out where he doesn't play against Mississippi State, doesn't play against Western Carolina. We turn around and then he plays in the Iron Bowl after two weeks of solid rest, and he would there would be no rust to knock off. That's what the process and practice is for in the back end, right? To knock right. all that rust off and make sure he doesn't get there. So I think that personally, there's part of me that believes that the that Saban got a little bit like, well, we've got to prove to everybody that we should be in the top four. We've got to prove to everybody that two has got it for the Heisman kind of level stats. So I'm going to leave him in for two quarters until we get a comfortable lead, just like last year, right? He's going to play right. two quarters and then he's done. The fact that he went to him and said, I'm taking you out, and Tua begged to stay in, sometimes as a leader you have to say no. So I think Saban deserves a little bit of the blame in that. But I also believe from Tua's perspective is that sometimes when you ask for something, you get something you never expected. Yep. And you sometimes you should just trust those around you when they say, look, we're going to go ahead and, and step back and take you out. Sometimes you have to trust that. But as a young kid, you want that fire. You want him to want the ball. So I don't think anybody can say that anybody should step down or be fired or anything like that. It's an unfortunate circumstance. But at the same time, I don't think you can sit there and say, oh, don't question anything Nick Saban ever does because you weren't complaining about it last year. All of us kind of held our nose. Tua was hurting Iron Bowl. He was hurting during Oklahoma. He was hurting in the national championship. And we all felt somewhere inside of us that maybe he shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But it never turned out really bad for him, so we were okay with it. Now it's turned out really bad. And, and I don't like how Alabama Nation's kind of divided right now. I mean, we can't even really anymore talk about football and not start to have these fissures crack open that put us all, my opinion versus your opinion. So... I think everybody just needs to move past it. I think we need to pray for Tua. I think we need to keep supporting him and keep supporting Saban. But at the same time, we can't just start dividing ourselves and drawing yeah. lines on something like that. Because at the end of the day, none of us are injured. None of us had our futures incredibly altered in a matter of seconds by 600 pounds of linemen falling on us. So we need to put in a little bit of perspective. So anyway, what are your thoughts? Also, also I want to bring up something too. Some people were talking about Oh, well, Mississippi State was playing dirty. No, that that was not a bad hit. No, it wasn't. Um, Tua just rolled up weird. And it wasn't just Tua. I mean, Raquan Davis got hurt. Mississippi yeah. State's linebackers got hurt. Yeah. Uh, their starting running back got hurt. Something was weird on it's the It's a field late season game, and everybody's playing hard, and people are worn out at this point. It's it's attrition. Yeah. Football's it a is. war of attrition. Um but yeah, I don't think it's dirty. I think I think it may even be a little bit of you know it was a Bo Jackson style injury. Maybe mm-hmm. two is too strong for his body. <laughs> you know, well maybe there's a little bit of that at play with his ankles too because he he seems to be fragile. 
But yeah. he's not. And, he's not overall. He doesn't seem that way though. So it's weird. Well, and this this brings up a good point, and, and this is what a lot of NFL draft kings and gurus are saying now. What do we do with Tua? Yeah, he won't be ready for the combines. He doesn't need to come back to college to prove himself. In fact, I think he'd actually hurt himself if he came back to Alabama. Yeah. But if you're an NFL team, if you're an NFL GM, you're not going to waste a first-round pick on Tua because he won't be ready your first season. He's not going to be a guy that you can turn to next season. That's what a first-round quarterback is anytime you draft in the first round. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the problem is is the unfortunate part of it is as hard as he's worked and as clean as he's kept his um, persona mm-hmm. and his product, he falls into the same category as somebody who's a emotional liability now, right? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't draft a guy in the first round who's going to be bad in the in the in the locker room or off the field. And now it's the same way. What are we going to have to put up with in terms of rehab? And you know, it's different than when he's covered under a players' union and how. They have to what they have to cover and what they have to do for him and all that kind of stuff is an investment too. Yeah. So I mean it's it's a hard decision. I, I felt like on Saturday and, and I said this to you, I said if I was his parents, I wouldn't let him step back in the locker room because I felt like they kinda hung him out to dry and that we have beat him to a pulp in the name of whooping everybody seventy to nothing because we're not happy anymore with thirty eight to seven. We're only happy with three hundred and eighty to negative seven. <laughs> you know? And negative so, seven in football. We would I'm, I'm sure if we found a way Alabama fans would want to find it, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Uh, but you know, we, we beat this kid to a pulp in the name of just trashing the crap out of everybody. And it finally, you know, the chickens kinda came home to roost. Yeah, it did. So, but I so I've changed my tune a little bit since since Saturday and my my ranting on Facebook and my ranting on uh, on the live stream on Facebook as well. Yeah, I was all about this is Saban's fault. Saban, this is on your head. Blah 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 blah. The more I think about it, that was a freak injury. It wasn't his ankle. Yep. This could have happened to Mac. It could have happened to anybody else. What I am the most upset about it, Nick Saban is Nick Saban, as the adult, the coach, was taking him out. And Tua came back and said, no, coach, I want to play. Saban should have gone to him then and said, look, son, I admire your tenacity. I admire your heart. But for the betterment of the team, for the betterment of you, you. sit your behooty, behonkus, behooty, whatever I wanted to say. Took us. Down on the bench, it's Mac's turn. Yeah. But Saban, being the coach that he is. Well, now, being, being the coach that he is now. Right. Uh, 2007 Saban? No way. The 2009, no, 2010 Saban that spanked A.J. McCarron on the field? That would have never happened. Spanked him. <laughs> yeah, Do you not I mean, remember? No, it happened. I'm just laughing that it actually happened because it was yeah. not a it wasn't a good job pat on the butt. It was a frustration like it was like dropping right. your kid when they you know, it was that kind of a thing. And yeah, I, I, I think that we've seen a progression of him throughout the years where I think it's one of the reasons that our teams feel a little bit more undisciplined a little bit too these days. Mm-hmm. Is I think that that edge is worn off a little bit. I think he's got a bigger heart for these kids. And I, you saw it come out in that press conference. Well, um, do you know why? And it's it's one reason and one reason only. He's a granddad now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not just 
Coach Saban. Yep. He's Papal. Yeah. And the the one thing that will mellow a man out, there's two things. One, having a daughter. The second thing, though, is when you have a grandkid. Yeah. Did you see the piece they did on him before the LSU game? Where he actually, they asked him, do you still get as mad as you do? And he said that his granddaughter was sitting there, or grandchild was sitting there watching the game, and he was yelling at somebody and had broken a headset. And the granddaughter walked over to his daughter and said, why is Pop Pop so mad? Why he's so mad? Yeah. And once he heard that story, he realized, you know, that Mm -hmm. you're, you're, everybody sees it. Everybody, you're out there on television, you know. And this is why, yes, as an Alabama fan, I'm upset that he's not that way anymore. Well, I think but, I think that's. Go ahead, but go as ahead, a sorry. human, yeah. as a father, yeah. as somebody who recently, you and I've had this conversation, as somebody who recently realizes that football is football, mm-hmm. and there's ten billion other things in the world that matter a lot more than what eighteen to twenty-two year olds do on the field. Yep, I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of what he, the decision he made because, yeah. and I'm going to say it in front of our fans right here. Alabama lost to LSU. Normally, I'd be sad, I'd be mopey, I'd be blah, 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 don't talk to me. I was sitting there holding Harper. And after the game was over, Harper curled up in my lap and said, Daddy, I love you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not that clear, but. Dad, that will, you know, yeah. and just cuddled her head next to me. I looked at the game, looked at Harper, and said, "Yeah, that'll make you say LS who, right? You're well, like, what does this matter, say, right? What, right, what, like, exactly. who? What is this game? What, what is this what, in the grand scheme right. register this highly as it does? Yeah, and and the way you and I look at it now, it's it's just a TV game, TV show. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We get into it. I won't go to a wedding in the fall. Don't ask me." <laughs> There's certain non-negotiables. I'll, I mean, come on, let's be reasonable. Right? right. I'll go to Halloween Horror Nights, but I'll watch the, the yeah. game on, in yeah. the queue. I'll try to watch the game as I'm going yeah. into the house. They yep. won't let me. Uh, but when the game's over, you say, whatever. I'll turn yeah. it off. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks that Tua got hurt. As an Alabama fan, yeah, it sucks. But... When you have, when you think about it as a person that was on the field screaming in Ooh. pain, not just a dislocated hip, his butt bone broke as the bone came out. Oh, yeah. He's lucky to not end up like um, Prothero. He's luck. Yeah, he's lucky. He's he's not like Bo. Yeah. He's mm. lucky that we've got the well, the. The doctors that can fix him. It's true. And, and you know what, what really happened at the end of the day, Dave? Is you've got a large majority of the fans, like you and me, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that were mad at Saban. We have been trained for the better part of how many years now? 12? Yeah. 12 years? To when, when perfection is not reached, anger brings the locker room speech that puts everything back in line. Right. And just like Nick Saban sat there and said, I don't get as mad as I used to anymore because of this, we all have to learn that he taught us for 12 years. When perfection isn't attained, 
it's something to get upset about and dead gum it this is better be the right way next time or you're not you're not doing your job and so something bad happened to us something probably worse than losing to Clemson in the last few seconds of the national championship game because you yeah. saw an entire season's hopes get wiped away in a few seconds and then your heart also breaks for that kid so you lash out the same way you've seen this guy Nick lash out but he's learned and now we have to learn too just like you said yeah. put it in perspective yeah, if you say at the end of the day that Saban shouldn't hold some of the blame and all that, none of us are the athletic director at the University of Alabama. None of us are going to make him leave or say he should be fired. And and honestly, I don't know that that um, the AD would even listen and care because he's going he's the one who owns the decision. All of us, it's like you said, it's like trying to ask for the head writer on days of our lives to leave because you didn't like how a storyline went on the show. You don't have that well, much say over it. You don't have that much control over it. And at the end of the day, it, it's a form of entertainment. It's just can, not scripted like other things, like a show or wrestling. It's it's playing out in real time and, and can go your way or it can't go your way. You had to throw that one in there, didn't you? No, I'm not saying that as a dig. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying at least like with, with Days of Our Lives or with wrestling or something like that, if something didn't go the way you wanted it to, it's not fate playing itself out. It was always right. meant to be that way in the writer's minds, and it was never going to be any different. The decision Nick made could have made something go different if he'd have taken him out of the game. You know, that was the way fate happened to play out. That's why sports has such a deep place in people's lives, because no one knows what is going to happen. No one except God. It's unlike yeah. any other thing you can watch on TV, unlike any other thing you can experience, because no one knows what's going to happen. And those decisions that both Tua and, and Saban made could have changed the outcome. And so it makes you angry at them for doing it. You know, but again, you don't get that mad at. at a head writer or a director of a movie or think, well, I don't know, maybe with last Jedi people do, but you don't get that. <laughs> I had to throw Ryan that Johnson. one in there, right? Ryan Johnson. And probably, probably, uh, Abrams after the next one too, but no, but you JJ's, know, it's a different, it's a different write. animal. So yeah, it is. It is. And, and, um, I don't know. I, uh, we've got to look at two. I, I'm not saying that Mac is, is like this. But we have to look at 2014 Ohio State. Yeah. It wasn't their first string that won the championship. It wasn't even their second string. Yeah. It would be like Talia Tungaloa being in the game. Tua and Mac both getting hurt yeah. and Leah coming in the game, yeah. winning, winning the game for us. So yeah. I, I would have Bama's a lot of, not out. I would have a lot higher hopes for our season if our defense was a lot more stout. I, yeah. I don't think we can outscore anybody now, and like we saw with LSU, mm, um, hold with up, our now, defense. Hold up. I'm going, to, I'm going to say this. Go ahead. And I'm going to probably upset some people, but if you go back and watch the second half of the Alabama-Mississippi State game, with Mississippi State's first string in there, the O-line blocks better for Mac because we don't run the RPO game yeah, with Mac. Yeah, that's true. It's a yeah. straight pocket pass with Mac. So I hate to say it, Tua is a once-in-a-generation talent, but when we run a back to Alabama style offense, yeah. Well, let me tell you right now, all the people that were calling for Saban's head when Tua got hurt, if we end up making it in the playoffs and winning the national championship with Mac Jones, those same people will be calling Nick Saban the greatest genius that ever lived. Oh, I agree. I mean, I agree. <laughs> it'll be amazing to see how fast that switches. Anyway, I will say this: if Nick Saban gets Alabama in the playoffs this year, and if Nick Saban. Uh, decides somehow that we're going to win the national championship because it could happen. This will be Nick's best coaching job. Yeah. Bar none, hands down. 
Yeah. So there you go. There's our sports. Uh, now sing. I told you sh- sing and make the people happy, Dave. <laughs> into the unknown. <laughs> oh my gosh. So into you, the you unknown. I, I got to give a little bit of like behind the scenes. Into action. the unknown. Okay. I wait. I'm waiting for your phone to ding with a text from your wife. Three, two, no. one. <laughs> um, the um, so behind the scenes a little bit. You sent me the link to the Frozen Two soundtrack, which dropped, and said, "Hey, let's talk this." And I did not get a chance to listen to it. No, you did. So, but why don't you tell us your impression? Because I think you can tell a lot from the story by the music. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You think? So the soundtrack is not made for little kids. Mm-hmm. They're still going to sing. They're, they're st- Into the Unknown, it's going to be this year's Let It Go. Okay. It's awesome. Is but, there is there a In Summer? Because that's what endeared a lot of people to Frozen was those little lighthearted moments. Okay, so there is. Yeah. Oh, by the way, hang on, hang on, hang on. By the way, I don't know if you've watched it yet to go back to Disney Plus for a second, but I will forever be saying, what? No, to people now. Oh, I am. Oh, my gosh, dude. Forky is now my new favorite Disney character. Seriously. Oh, my gosh, dude. What they're doing what? with him? No. No. Well, hello there. <laughs> what? No. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> and, then, and then the money one. Have you watched the money one? Yeah. What is money? When he looks down at that quarter and he goes, oh, looks like a lady. And it was George Washington. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh, dude. I'm on the floor. Anyway, sorry to digress, but Forky is. Anyway. What they're doing with him is absolutely the coolest thing. So. so the soundtrack is great. And I was sitting there listening. Kristoff has a solo. And it's not it's not a reindeer better than people type solo. Hmm. It's, it's a, where he sings. And it's amazing. And it's also not I'm the sitting- king from Hamilton. So that's good. Right. I was sitting listening to it. Wait, what? He was the king in the original version of Hamilton, King George. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Groff, right? Huh. Yeah. Learn something new every day. There you go. But, so I'm listening to his solo. I'm like, what is this? It's an 80s rock. It's Peter Satara. It's a Peter Satara Chicago sound. And it, it sounds just like Chicago in the 80s. I'll play it for you after we get done. But it's amazing. And then they play all their music, and then they have all the covers. Panic at the Disco does Into the Unknown. And it's amazing. Hmm. So they redid the songs with, like, popular artists, I guess? Well, not that Panic in the Disco is really popular, but... Casey Musgraves has a song on here. Wow. Uh, Weezer has a song. They made this for adults. So, so who is the target audience of a soundtrack where you, you redo Frozen songs with Weezer and Panic at the Disco? You and me. No, I'm not a target audience for anything by Weezer. Well, okay, me. I am. Okay. But well, there you go. Okay. 80s, 90s, 2000s music. I mean, that's... Wow. Okay. I would have preferred Fall Out Boy, but okay. Uh, yeah, Fall Out Boy. So Panic in the Disco and Fall Out Boy, I mean, really, at the end of the day, if you hear them on the radio, you really can't tell the difference. Panic at the Disco. Whatever. No, no, no. I really don't care. Dear Lord. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, guys. Panic at the Disco exclamation point. Is that better? There you go. There you go. Um, 
next week, you will hear a short show of ours. We're just going to do a short show next week. Um, I'll be back. You'll be in Orlando. You'll be back. Sorry. <laughs> Hamilton. Back again. <laughs> <laughs> just praying I will let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> oceans rise. <laughs> there you go. I knew I could get it going. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll be back from from Orlando. You'll be in Orlando, so I think we'll do our short episode live um, next week. And we can do a short recap of my uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas and cruise trip, and uh, trip. We'll, we'll see what happens. Trip, uh, trip. You know, this time next week. It'll be Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. And then Iron Bowl. Yeah. And then the day after the Iron Bowl, we can put up Christmas. Mm-hmm. Legally. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> I'll arrest you, sir, if you put your lights up early. What was it I sent you the other day that uh, every time somebody puts their lights up early... I'd oh, was that dog? Or... Was it that dog? Uh, I saw I one with a dog me. that's like rolling his eyes. I gotta find the meme again. You and I sit in so many pictures back and forth to each other. That's not even funny. <laughs> I can't find it well, now, yeah. but it was hilarious. Well, I have my fingers crossed for a cast preview of Rise of the Resistance coming up soon. We haven't heard anything, though. You know what would be awesome? What's that? If you had a, a cast preview of Rise of the Resistance oh, on uh, Monday. <laughs> nah, I don't think that's going to happen. You never know. Well, you, you never know, but if they're going to organize it, they need longer than a week, so we need to get it going. Well, okay. I might try to fly down if. if <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. previews on Iron Bowl Day. Mm. Mm. Can I take my that'd phone a, in the attraction and watch the game? That'd be tough. I would be happy if, to experience your brand new world changing attraction anytime except for three thirty to seven Eastern. What if? What if the only time they did it was three thirty on Saturday? I would the be there. I would be there. Really? I would absolutely be there. Mm, that'd be a tough one for me. Yep. All right. Well, you know where else people should be? Where should they be? www.unrelatedatbirth.com. Oh, it's sweeping the nation. It should be. If it's not, it should <laughs> it's be. It's sweeping the world, for that matter. It's sweeping the world wide web. Oh, the interwebs. Oh, uh, if they want to get a hold of the show, just like Carrie and your wife did last week, we didn't have any calls this week i expected bk to call in as much as his him and i were going off on each other on saturday <laughs> yeah um but if they want to get a hold of the show and leave a voicemail how do they do that 650 uab show give it a call spell out uab show on your keypad and uh, leave a message after the beep we will play it we'll discuss beep. it we do it every time 100 percent of the time any question any topic anything goes on the birth line 80 percent of the time it works every time <laughs> there when you need it not there when you don't there you go. There you go. All right. And, and can I hold- make a plea? Hang on. Can I make a plea before you go okay. into the socials? If you listen, because we know you're out there, we see the stats, but we don't have a lot of reviews. So I'm not well, asking for any number of Facebook. stars. I'm not asking for any number of stars. But reviews are the way that we get seen, the way that we get put out there a little bit more. So if you listen to our show regularly, 
take a couple of minutes, however you listen to it, go to that platform, leave a review, leave a couple of comments, um, and just let us know what you think, because that's the way not only do we get feedback around what people do and don't like about the show, that's the way all of the platforms we're on know that people are listening and paying attention, and it gets us a little bit more exposure, so we are greatly indebted to you for doing that. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, Twitter, at NotRelatedBros, at DAdams419, at RunTideRun. Instagram, at UnrelatedBirth, DAdams419, RunTideRun. What else am I missing? I think that about covers it, Dave. You just need to send us out with a musical number now. No No pressure. I I, I saw you almost do it. You almost did it. Even with High School Musical, are you not going to... I, We're all in I, together. <laughs> that's all it took was just a just a hum a couple of no, bars, see, and I'll take it the rest of the way. Here we go. Just, I don't know. This isn't a High School Musical ending thing. It, it's just it's uh, not. Wow. No. Everywhere. Walkers on the <laughs> Can I just say too? Yes, you may. That. I know Justin Bieber was getting the whole love for having that whole flip of the hair thing and the whole Justin Bieberisms. Zach Efron <laughs> was Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. Mm. So why is Bieber getting to be the heartthrob with the hair flips? He's and Canadian. The, yeah, well, Canadians That's are what stupid. it is. What? We actually have a couple of Canadian listeners. You might want to walk there. back that comment. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was South Park that said blame Canada, not the Golden That is true. South. Not us. Not us at all. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we say it every week, and even though I just dogged Canada, I didn't mean it. But I do mean we love you guys. We appreciate the fact that you spent an hour of your, your week listening to us. Um, you lend us your ear holes to, so we can talk about midichlorians and roller coasters. And, and Everything this in week, between. We, we pretty much did. I, I have no idea what you're going to name this episode, Adam. Hmm. I'll think of something. Okay. I'll put my crafty craftiness to you'll, work. You'll noodle it? I'll noodle it. See? that Everybody's using that term now, man. No. I'm going to patent it. I just did that. Oh, darn. Patented? Well, patented it? Or copyrighted, actually, I guess. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we, we say it every week. We do mean it, guys. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. And, uh, yeah, we will see y'all later. Bye, guys. Unrelated at birth. <laughs>